Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. No people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. Hey everybody, it's Chris Cotillo, one of the co-hosts of the Fenway Rundown. You heard earlier today, Sean McAdam and I recorded a long mega episode discussing everything that came out of Winter Weekend in Springfield for the Red Sox, mostly Sam Kennedy and Tom Werner, and their comments on Friday night, which have been written about, discussed, uh, ridiculed to an extent by the fan base. You've heard the takes, and so I thought it would be a good opportunity for you to actually hear from them directly. I have the audio anyway, so why not make a bonus podcast episode out of it? So this is it. The entire almost 20-minute exchange between the media and Tom Warner and Sam Kennedy on Friday night. We're going to post that in full. As always, a reminder that the best way to keep in touch with us at Mass Live and to have all of our coverage to your phone before it's on the site, before it's on Twitter, sign up for our Red Sox Insider Text program. 14-day free trial, $4.99 a month after that. And very easy to join, text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 617-751-6257, then click the link and subscribe today. You basically get to text us live. We'll respond when we can. We break news on there sometimes and give takeaways in real time like we did on Friday night after this exchange. So, again, the entire 18-ish minute exchange with Tom Warner and Sam Kennedy from Friday night at Winter Weekend in full. Just how excited are you for a winter weekend? Get things started. It's uh, great to uh, be back here in Springfield. Love winter weekend, the uh, annual tradition of starting uh, to kick off the baseball season. So great to be here. Why do you think fans should be excited for this upcoming season? Well, it's always uh, great to turn the page, uh, especially when you have a disappointing year. Um, We've had a disappointing couple years. So uh, hope springs eternal, and we're excited to get down to Fort Myers and get going. Sammy had said um, that when you guys let go of Heim, that it was time to start competing for a championship again every year, year in and year out. Do you feel like you guys have positioned yourself this winter to kind of get back into that mode in 2024? Look, I think um, uh, Brez has said it very well the last couple of days. I mean, we're we're committed to building this organization. Um, it's a process that started 
back in 2019 into 2020. Um, it continues, and um, we recognize the results uh, have been completely and totally unacceptable, um, and that's on us. We're the leaders of this organization. Um, there's no sugarcoating it. We have to be better, um, and we're excited that Craig is here, um, and we think he's just the right guy to uh, to continue to build and get us to where we need to be, but I think it'd be inappropriate to make uh, strong, bold predictions as we sit here in, in January. And um, we're grateful to our fans for, for their patience. And we recognize we've been, um, we haven't been where we wanted to be in the American League East. And that's that's on us and on nobody else. How long is it going to continue, Sam? How long is? How long is it going to continue, the rebuilding? Um, you know, look, we've, we've been ferociously protecting uh, prospects in our minor league system uh, for a long time, um, going back to 2020, 2021. Um, and I think we're at the stage now where you're starting to see uh, the results of holding on to young, talented players. Uh, we're hope we're going to be competitive in, in 2024. That's uh, that's always the goal. Um, and so, again, I don't think it'd be appropriate to offer a timetable on um, uh, on anything at this point. I think we need to we need to do the work. Let our actions speak louder than our words at this point. You guys were very clear, both of you, um, at the, on the day that Craig was hired, talking about the need to add impact starting pitching at the top of the rotation, making it sound as if every avenue was open. Um, why do, you know, it based on based on the behavior, it appears that this is not an off season, which you are kind of playing in uh, in that deep of the pool. Um, why hasn't this off season <coughs> been that? For both of you, I think. Yeah, we, I mean, we haven't matched. We obviously didn't match up on um, a couple of the more high-profile free agent um, uh, pitchers at the beginning of the offseason. I'm excited about Lucas Giolito coming in here. Excited about Craig Breslow and his ability to identify pitching, uh, develop pitching, institute uh, pitching infrastructure that will hopefully help uh, get us there. But um, we recognize we haven't matched up on sort of the um, big-name, you know, high-profile free agents. We're, we're going to let this this build uh, of, our, of our team sort to dictate what we do as we go forward uh, but you said it the name of the game is pitching pitching and more pitching um, and that's something that that Craig is charged with addressing Tom, I'll, I just I'll, want to add to that is that one of the reasons that Sorry. Uh, we were excited about Craig is because he knows how to build a pitching pipeline and um, hiring Andrew Bailey was important and I think that last year we were competitive for the first half of the year and then our lack of pitching depth uh, caught up with us, but uh, we actually like a lot of the people that uh, were pitching, and we hope that they take a step forward, and um, we're, we're in, in sync with Craig's plan. Um, you, when, when, the, when the term bridge year was offered about 15 years ago, that was one that uh, you guys ended up regretting. <laughs> um, how, how has Full Throttle sat with you? Well, I think a lot has been made out of of, of two words. Um, for me personally, full throttle is that I approach every year um, expecting for us to be competitive and using all the levers at uh, at Craig's disposal, and that could be acquiring talent through trades, free agency, uh, building a core, having a stronger pitching staff, 
um, having a, a stronger coaching staff. I mean, we weren't good enough defensively last year. So when I was saying full throttle and I admitted that it probably wasn't the most artful uh, words, um, that also applies to my own life. And we are accountable to our fans. Uh, we're not happy, as Sam said, for our performance last year, and we expect to be better this year. I think fans think that the rhetoric now about building is a lot different than the rhetoric of full throttle number one, number two, Sam, you saying on the day that I'm was fired, you want to compete. Do you feel like you guys have changed the way that you've communicated the plan? Uh, perhaps. I think, you know, better for, for others to judge our job in, in ownership and senior management is to um, be accountable to Red Sox fans, and, and we we're going to hear it tonight. I'm sure um, that's that's why we're why we're here, um, and we have an obligation uh, to do everything we can to try and consistently play baseball uh, in October. We haven't gotten it done, and that's on us. So there's no sugarcoating it. Three out of four uh, last place finishes um, is not acceptable. Uh, it's on us. A lot of us are responsible, not one person. Um, the good news is, is that as we enter our 23rd year, I believe, together, um, we know what that uh, champagne tastes like in October, and, and we want to get that feeling back, um, and our fans want it back. Um, but we need to not worry as much about communication uh, we need to worry about execution, and we have not executed, um, all of us, and that's that's on us. We need we need to do better. Do you guys both? Do you expect for both of you the payroll to be higher or lower than it was in 2023? Um, it probably will be uh, lower uh, than it was in 2023. I don't know that for sure. We don't talk about spe specific payroll numbers. Um, but I want to be clear that the build uh, that we're engaged in and have been engaged in the spend. Um, we didn't, we were engaged with some um, long-term high-profile free agent discussions that we didn't match up on. Um, and, and we're gonna stay disciplined with, with this approach to make sure that we have this growing core of young players. Um, and, and that's really important because we think that's gonna position us for the best chance to be uh, successful for the long term going forward. I think you all know that the prize at the end of the year doesn't go to the team with the highest payroll. In fact, the three teams with the highest payroll last year didn't even make a postseason. So, you know, as Sam said, we're here to support Craig and to build a consistent winner. And um, we have the resources to be competitive, and we expect to be. So when you talk about pressing every lever, wouldn't spending count under that? I think spending uh, that's consistent with uh, building uh, an organization from top to bottom uh, is the most important most important thing. Sam, when you say it didn't match up with some of the free agents, you mean financially? Yeah, uh, financially, uh, terms, yeah, that's right. There, there was a time when the Red Sox wanted a player uh, Dice K, David Price, et cetera. You guys went out and got the player, paid what you had to play, those guys won World Series for you. What's, what's changed philosophically with, with this team? Um, nothing's changed, Pete. We've uh, always had success when we've had a core of young, homegrown, talented players matched up with high-profile free agents, um, players, impact players, sorry, that come from the outside of the organization. 
that is something that will not change. Um, that said, we have not matched up uh, this off season, and and we recognize that. But again, the philosophy um, has not changed. We need to have. Uh, a robust uh, group of core, homegrown, talented players, um, and and we're, there's there will be uh, a, a day when we when we match up again on a on a high profile uh, free agent deal, but hasn't happened this off season, so we recognize that, and we just need to to do the right things and, and make sure that we have the right group of players um, as we go forward, and we're committed to doing that. Do you think there'll be a time when the Red Sox will go after the top tier of free agents again? Absolutely. Sam and Tom, too, just given you're in the middle of this build, I guess, as, as you mentioned, and uh, not as aggressive as maybe years ago in terms of, of payroll, how comfortable do you feel um, asking fans to spend you know, the highest ticket prices in the league um, and just where... Where, where that's at and understanding maybe their frustration in, in coming to Fenway for a team that maybe is on the cusp or, you know, trying to compete, as you said? Well, the first thing is that, uh, again, we recognize the frustration that fans have. Um, we spend a lot of time um, trying to figure out ways to bring new fans into the park and have some tickets that are very affordable for students. And we spend a lot of time talking about the experience of going to Fenway. We, we think, uh, you know, our record is, is probably the most important thing, but there are other things that make going to Fenway a special place, and um, we've got to put a better product on the field, and we know that. Thomas, Can you guys say ship on the same page? Are all three of you on the same page with <laughs> yes. this? We're in lockstep. Um, that doesn't mean we don't have an occasional disagreement, <laughs> but um, at, the, at the end of the day, we have consensus, and we support Craig 100%. The reason I ask is you two take a lot of the heat from the public. We don't we haven't heard from John in a while. You have said full throttle. You have suggested, you know, we want to compete for World Series again. We're all left to think is John not is John the one who is pushing in the other well, direction. I said we're in lockstep and uh, you know, you can text John and he'll text you back. He doesn't text much. Sam you know, been a couple of reports that, you know, free agents that you guys like. <clears throat> If they told that you need to shed payroll before, you know, you guys make a competitive offer. Um, so is the payroll right now where it's going to be? Or, or do you guys don't want to add any more payroll? I, we're not um, done this offseason, obviously, by definition, where we are. Um, we do have uh, a set a budget that we don't talk about uh, publicly is to not tip our, our hand to our competitors. Um, and and I'll leave it at that. So to add, you would have to subtract probably right now. Again, I don't want to get into specifics around um, absolute dollar numbers or, or, or payroll. Um, this, this ownership has demonstrated uh, a willingness to invest when the timing is right um, and on deals that we feel um, are within uh, the framework that works for us. Again, when you have three out of four seasons where you haven't um, delivered, uh, it, it, we, we just need to do the right things, um, and we need to play better, and we need to be accountable and, and recognize that we have, we have failed uh, as an organization with respect to competitiveness. Uh, in the American League East, and that's on us. What does that mean when the timing is right? Like, does that mean, you know, we saw what the D-backs did, right? It's viewed as, an, uh, as a reference point by the industry. Um, why wouldn't the timing be right 
if it augments the possibility of you getting a wild card, or is the timing right for kind of more aggressive impact moves when that is the difference between uh, being in the mix for a wild card spot versus being in the mix for a an AL East title or a championship? At a high level, um, there's certain players uh, that that would make sense um, to to aggressively pursue uh, in the offseason and others that wouldn't um, for a variety of reasons, uh, age, stage of career, um, sort of the, the cycle of, of where we are, the progression of our young players. Um, so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a delicate balance, balancing the near term and the long term. We've said that for, for years. Um, and again, it's, it's, you know, words are really hollow when you haven't performed and you haven't delivered. And we hear our fans. Um, we both <laughs> grew up diehard baseball fans. We know how painful it is when you're not winning. Um, there is a desire and a hunger uh, within the, the Red Sox ownership group and the front office to win baseball games. Um, we haven't done it. The last couple of years, we've got to get back to that, um, and that's that's on us to do it. I, I just want to say, you know, these are fair questions, but I want to say that the glass is more than half full. When you look around our our team, you know, look at our infield. You know, Tristan Cassis, we've made a great trade. I think Grissom. Uh, hope hopefully Trevor Story will be healthy. Rafi Devers at third. Uh, if Duran has a healthy year, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to Wilbur Abreu having 400 at-bats. There's a lot to be excited about, and we admit that our pitching wasn't strong last year, but I expect improvement. And I expect the people who are on our team, and we have a young core, will be a step closer to being, you know, excellent. Tom, how concerned are you with the damage the brand is taking while you wait for these players to get here? You know, all I can say is that it's about it's about where we are at the end of the season. It's not about where we are now. Um, we hope and expect improvement. Um, and, and fans get, I think most fans get that we have an exciting young core. But it, we, have to, we have to demonstrate it. What do you think the team's brand is at the moment? We, we could always win. Well, you know, when I last looked, we won four World Series, which is more than any team in baseball since the year 2000. I think our fans are, are frustrated, we're frustrated, but I'm very proud of the Red Sox. You walk around, the fans here are excited to see a new season, and we've got a lot of, of legends who are here. Um, I think we're a strong brand. I'll tell you a little story about what I think our brand represents. It just happened about 15 minutes ago. We were standing in the lobby, and a very nice um, woman asked if we could take pictures with her and her 10-year-old uh, son. And, um, we smiled and took a picture, and as she walked away, she whispered in my ear, Sam, don't worry, we don't hate you as much as you think we do. <laughs> um, and to me, that, re that represents the fact that, look, the anger, the frustration, the vitriol, especially on social media, um, which I think is very different from the real world uh, when you get out uh, and talk to Red Sox fans, um, people are angry and upset because we haven't performed. And that's what makes this the best market in all baseball. Our fans care more deeply. They're more passionate than any other fan base in all of baseball. That's the Red Sox in good times and in bad times. Just to play devil's advocate, I don't, I don't think it's so much that you haven't performed. I think there's a feeling that you're not trying. 
I understand that. I understand that. When you people uh, equate uh, spending, sort of um, aggressive spending with trying, and I, I, I get that. We, we, we own that because we have it matched up on big BAFO long-term contracts. There may be a perception that we're not trying, and I can assure you that we are trying. Uh, we're building an organization that Red Sox fans are going to be very proud of. Um, but, it, again, it's easy to say that. We have to go do it. In that vein of trying, how much did you guys offer Yamamoto? <laughs> uh, not enough. <laughs> More than we pay Sam. <laughs> um, just given it, because there's been some speculation over the winter and obviously with payroll and things like that, I'm curious, are there plans any time to sell the team? Are you no. where, where are you, I guess, no. in terms of your vision for your, your ownership of the team? You know, people ask us that, and the cornerstone of Fenway Sports Group are the Boston Red Sox, and hopefully uh, we'll be uh, stewards of this for a couple more decades at least. For either of you, there's been a lot of talk about the young core, um, and there's also been talk in the past of trying to extend or come to agreements on contracts with the players earlier, kind of brave style so that they don't get a chance to leave and you lock them in. Is that something that you're a group that you're still looking towards with all of the promising young talents that you have right now? Absolutely. But of course, you know, it have to talk to uh, agents who also like the idea of, uh, of uh, waiting till free agency, but hopefully, uh, you know, we can uh, extend players. Anything else, guys? Oh, hi, I have some questions from fans. They just want to know, will there be anything done this season to commemorate Tim Wake Wakefield's life, and will you guys be commemorating the 20th anniversary of the 2004 World Series? Yeah, great question. The answer is yes on, on, on both fronts. Um, Wake was an incredible uh, teammate, colleague, World Series champion, Red Sox Hall of Famer, a very close personal friend of both of ours, um, honorary chairman of the Red Sox Foundation. So uh, tonight at Winter Weekend, there'll be a, um, a, a recognition of Wake and a look back on his life from some of his teammates, and we'll be honoring him uh, at Fenway, and we'll certainly be honoring the occasion of the uh, 20th anniversary of the whole Fourth Championship. We do note, by the way, that April 9th, which is 4-9, is the number that uh, Tim wore proudly. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. <laughs>